Welcome to A Spoonful of Podcast, where we dive into the magic of Disney destinations, searching for a great big beautiful tomorrow. Broadcasting from the backside of water. Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 89 of A Spoonful of Podcast. I'm your host, Evan Dickens, here with Mr. Funkadelic himself, Brian Galloway. How are you doing, sir? <laughs> Hi, I'm, I'm doing good, Evan. It's good to hear from you. I know you're away, but I just got back from a trip to Connecticut myself, which I'm exhausted, but it has nothing as good as what we're talking about today with you, because you, I know you just got back from your Disney trip, so I'm so anxious yes. to hear. I'm so anxious to hear. I saw your pictures. I have to actually say, there's a couple of pictures there that I might have to steal because you took some really good pictures, um, especially in Epcot. But um, yeah. yeah, let's let's talk about your trip. I'm dying to hear about it. So yeah, the, as of recording, we just got home today from our pretty long, uh, pretty. It was I called it a six nights because we did like a halfway overnight, but it was really a six day, five night at Disney's Coronado Springs, the Grand Destino Tower trip that. We did with me and my family, so it was me, my wife, and son, and also her parents as well, and uh, we had a good time, so I really want to kind of go through all the days, and I guess I'll just kind of go through chronological chronological order, but I have a lot of stuff to talk about topic-wise, um, some stuff to talk about with security, stuff to talk about with Genie Plus, stuff to talk about. So do you want to talk about, you want to talk about. I'm just going to go in order, I guess. Go in order and then stop and do topics. Yes, that's what I'm going to do because I'm just going to kind of go in a linear way and then just interject as I I can. I'm going to try not to go too long. But so anyways, Tuesday, uh, this last Tuesday, we left and we went halfway and we stayed in Lake City. So if you're ever driving, stay halfway. I'm not going to land on this topic too long, but there's a a place in Lake City called, it's a home two suites by Hilton. Very nice. We had a one bedroom, uh, like. Not, it's not a villa. It was a one bedroom kind of sweet thing, whatever you want to call it. Very good rate I got for it. And it was really good. Free breakfast. So got up the next morning, which was Wednesday. This was our check-in day at Coronado Springs. I did do mobile check-in that morning at our halfway point hotel. I called Disney after I did mobile check-in just to say, well, I tried to I actually called the direct resort number. So this is a, a tip to, you can go on, on Google and type in whatever resort you're staying at's direct phone number. So like say Disney's Coronado Springs direct phone number. And it will give you the 407 direct phone number to that resort, which gets you through a little bit quicker to a resort specific question or request that you may have. I actually have um, them in my in my contact list. I have Wilderness yes. Lodge Beach Club Boardwalk. Yes, yes. I, I totally know. It's super smart to do yeah. that. And you can Google them. You can find actually a whole list. Go ahead and put them all on your phone if you want to till you have them. Uh, based on where you're staying, but or just do it as a time when you stay. So anyways, we wanted to get a higher up room in the tower, uh, not like the second or third floor or something, because we wanted to have a view. Um, and, you know, of course, they always say, we cannot guarantee your request, but we'll put it in and we'll, we'll do that for you. So we left um, that morning and I put the mobile check-in was going to be for like 1030, which was going to be actually kind of like an hour before we would really get there just to kind of, you know, see how close they would get to that. Cause we plan to go to target first and get some, okay, you know, yeah, groceries, right, some right, like milk right. and stuff like that for Ezra. And so anyways, we ended up getting our room about 1130. So we, that was really pretty good to me. We stopped by target, got our stuff. Um, 
there's actually a target that's about 15 minutes on uh, the, the toll road, I think 429, and then you, you go towards Disney and you get off on Western Way, and it brings you right by Coronado Springs. Western Way does. Uh, it's really over, it's a road right next to Coronado Springs, Blizzard Beach, that kind of area. It's a good kind of back entrance to get into Disney without dealing with I-4 really at all. Um, so we checked in, brought all our stuff inside, put Ezra down for a nap, and we unpacked. Uh, we after after Ezra's nap, uh, our our actually my in laws were in Hollywood Studios that day. They arrived a day early to Coronado Springs. They were not staying in the tower. They stayed in the casitas in a preferred room there, and it was pretty close to the food court. So it, you have Coronado Springs, you have the tower, and then you have kind of two preferred sections. One is right on the other side of the tower. One's right on the other side of the tower that's closest to the food court. So it was more close to the food court. Anyways, uh, I we met them at El Mercado, which is pretty much the food court, the quick right, service right, option right, with yep. Coronado Springs. And I'm going to tell you, this is a little bit disappointing. Um you know, at Pop Century, Art of Animation, Brian, like we when we went on our trip, you know, they have these stations set up. You can go over here to the pizza station. You can go over here to the burger station. Go over here to, like, the entree right, station. Right, right. And you can walk up and kind of get what you wanted. Well, at El Mercado, everything was just already pre-prepared. And there was only probably, you know, three or four sections of meals that were there. You just walk up and grab it. Like now, is this is this in the lobby of the hotel of the of the Coronado of Coronado or closer to Grandestino? So Grandestino itself has no quick service restaurant. It only on the bottom floor. It has like a coffee espresso bar. So to get to uh, used to where you would check in Coronado, that's not the check in anymore. Everybody for the whole resort checks in Grandestino Tower now. And then you go down one floor, and there's a covered air-conditioned walkway that takes you over to the gift shop. And Oh, that's new. The, okay. Yes, that's new. So that used to, to be called Pepper Market. So that used to be called Pepper Market, and it was a, a terrific quick serve. So yeah. I'm really surprised that they ch- – I know they changed the name. I'm surprised they went away from that. Yeah, El Mercado's the name. Um, now, I will say – I the first time I stayed at Coronado, it was great. It had the station set up, it had everything like that, and they still have the same setup. They've just moved like a they've put a temporary wall in place, kind of, and you can still see the stations back behind there, but they're just not doing that. So, say you wow. want a burger, you go and you get it off of like a shelf that has a heat lamp over it. That's got a burger and fries already packaged. You want nachos, you go get it. It's all prepackaged stuff. If you want the uh the pork chop with mashed potatoes and green beans it's already pre-plated you just Ooh, grab see, it yeah that 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 was spe- that was a special place the old pepper market and i really liked it now this this yeah. is turning me off from that okay and honestly too i will say a hundred percent the prices at this food court were more expensive than even the parks so like for a burger I mean, you may be paying like 18 bucks for a burger with fries or $17, something like that. Very expensive compared to like the quick service at parks and even other resorts I've been at, especially Pop What was the quality? How was the quality? It was kind of subpar. I mean, I'm going to just being honest. It's, you know, if you so at Coronado Springs, you you have mainly five dining options, which it, it has a lot of dining now. So you have El Mercado, which is the only quick service. You have three bridges out on the lake, which you can do mobile order for. You have Rick's RIX Sports Bar and right, Grill. Right, yep. You have um, 
uh, was it Maya Grill, right? Maya Grill, which I've been and, to, yeah. And they're open only Thursday through Sunday, table service um, only. Then they have Toledo, which is now at the top of Grand Casino Tower, very fancy sit-down table service restaurant. But, you know, it, towards the end of the trip, we learned this. You know, either I'm going to pay $17 for this bacon cheeseburger with fries that's really not that good. It tastes like a theme park burger. Or I mobile ordered the Three Bridges signature burger for $20, you know, which is, you know, we're talking Disney prices here. That's still a lot for a, a burger and fries, but um, it was much better. And I'll talk about that a little bit when I get to Three Bridges, which is on our last day. But okay. uh, so anyways, pretty disappointing for the food court to have these pre-prepared meals. And uh, they're just not that great. I will say there was a, uh, the manager, her name was Teresa. I was getting us both a meal and I asked for her to, because they, they're in these little trays and you, you get a tray and you can get like a, like a lunchroom tray to put all your stuff on so you can take it to your table. But if you leave, you know, you can ask for a bag. And so I asked a wonderful customer, Teresa, she must've been a manager. Uh, she was not dressed in the typical costume. I asked her if she could, cause she was the only one standing there. I said, would you please mind handing me a lid for this? And so she not just, she didn't hand me a lid. She took everything from my hands and totally repackaged it for me. Uh, put it in separate containers, did all that, and just handed it to me. And she said, you can have a bag of the register. And I, and I thanked her because that was so nice. She put it, it was a lot easier to transport. She did all that for me. So that was nice. Um, so anyways, that was El Mercado, just a little bit of, of that. So our next day, that was pretty much it. We ate dinner, went to bed. Next day was Thursday. So this was not a resort day, but it was a half resort day or a hybrid resort day. That's a good word for it. Uh, I have a, a little bit of a problem with the dig site, which is the feature pool at Coronado. It's a really nice area. It's got a water slide. It's got the big, you know, Aztec temple water fountain thing. No, I didn't climb up it. Uh, it had a big pool. It has a little splash area for the kids, not really big. Um, it's kind of smaller, it has a hot tub, has a, over to the side, it has the Iguana Arcade, which is pretty cool. And it also has a playground for kids and like a food bar kind of thing, which I guess yeah. that's another option you can get food is from right, there. Right, right. I've, I've been there too. But the problem I have is that it doesn't open until 10 o'clock, which to me is a little bit late. Like I'm, I know it may not be late if you're planning like for a full resort day, but for us, when Ezra gets up at, you know, 7.15, some, uh, most mornings, 7.15 to 7.30, and we're up, I mean, we kind of... What, wanna... what other hotels open? Do, do other hotels open? I, I don't, I don't, I don't recall many, many of them opening before 10. I think they pretty much all open at 10. So that's yeah, kind of they, a whole... Because people are sleeping and they don't want to, they want to be woken up by people jumping right. in the pool and but stuff. But like the dig site is so far away from everything, you know, it's like on kind of by itself in a way. I mean, it's kind of close to, I think, cabanas a little bit. But, I, and I get the sleeping thing, especially if you're really close to some of the, the pool and stuff. But uh, for us on our plan that day, it was just a little inconvenient. So we took Ezra to the playground at like nine or something, and he played for about an hour. And then we only had about an hour in the pool because he lays down anywhere between, based on what time he wakes up, 11 to noon, somewhere like that. And he takes a, you know, two to three hour nap sometimes. So we had a reservation at Whispering Canyon at 1.40. So we wanted to make sure to get him in bed at 11 so he could sleep for a couple hours, you know, just going on this whole nap schedule thing. And we did that. So we went 
he had about an hour in the pool, which it was fine. He was, he had a good time. Uh, but we, a lot of getting ready to do an hour, you know, just a side note would have loved to have been able to get out there earlier, which is growing up, going on beach vacations and stuff, you know, at resorts in Panama city or Daytona beach. I mean, the pools would just be open. You, you just go down there whenever you want to eight o'clock, eight thirty, just didn't matter. You know, those places didn't care about noise or anything like that. Like of course Disney probably does. So but, when uh, we when we used to do take our kids and, and and take the naps, we would have them take the nap and then we go in the pool after the nap. Right. Then we go back to the parks, and that usually kind of kind of yep. broke up the day. Right. Um, but again, we 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 uh, it was ten o'clock. I'm pretty. I'm going thinking in my mind now. I don't think ever was open before ten o'clock, even right. even Beach Club. And that makes sense, you know. And, and that should have been how we did it. But like we wanted to get Whisper Canyon in, and I knew if I did like a, a an early lunch. For Whisper. Okay, so we didn't want to do dinner for Whisper Canyon backing up because lunch was cheaper. So, you know, our budget conscious minds that we had, we wanted to do lunch. So lunch ran from, I think, 11 to 2 or something like that at Whisper Canyon. So I booked the latest lunch that was available, which was 140. And it ended up working out great. He was great during lunch. He had a nap. We had a great waiter at Whisper Canyon. Um, good, he, good. he walks up to the table and he just throws the napkins up into the air and they land everywhere. And uh, he introduced himself. They were doing the ketchup thing, uh, which good, was great. Good, good, good. Uh, my my in laws had never been there, so they had a really they had a really good time. Who needs ketchup? I know, yeah, right? I remember, yeah, yeah. They all yell that, and then the the table who has the ketchup, you know, the family of that table has to bring it to the next table. Uh, and it was it was great. So he did that. He um when he brought out the drinks, he, he was like. You know, I thought you would have learned by these napkins that, you know, the napkins are for the drinks. Can you, can you like put them in the position for me? You know, he was picking on us and stuff like that. So it, it was good. I think, um, he was very engaged. I have no complaints. He gave us great service and he was fun. But since we were the last, when we left, there was only two other tables eating. So we were the third table. And then that was it. A lot of people were leaving. They were cleaning up a lot of stuff. They were already starting to like restage other tables to get ready for dinner, which starts at five. Um, so I think we got the the tail end of a lot of the shenanigans. You know what I mean? Right, right. So right. because of the late lunch, which was, but it was still great. You know, amazing food. I got uh, the carnivore skillet, which, uh, which actually me and my in-laws all got the carnivore and Emily got the heritage. The heritage was, is like a breakfast skillet, but we got the carnivore, which came with, uh, gosh, chicken ribs, uh, pulled pork. It had potatoes. It had corn. It had green beans. And of course you get the, the cornbread with the butter. It was really good food. Uh, and I, I would just, it's I recommend one of the best, one game. of the best restaurants around. It's, 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 you know, one, my favorite hotel, my favorite resort, my one of my favorite restaurants, but it's the whole a themed restaurant that is unique, and you don't get to – there's nothing like that. There's nothing like Whispering Canyon. It's just so unique, and it's just a great place, and you always get a good meal there because there's so much, so many different options. You, you have to be able to find something you like. Yeah, for sure. Um, so after we got done with that, we kind of toured around Wilderness Lodge. Uh, in-laws had never seen Wilderness Lodge before. So we first went to Roaring Fork, and uh, here's just a little side tip. Disney probably doesn't really want you to do this, but we bought a resort mug our first day. So, hey, we brought it to Wilderness Lodge, and we filled up there. Yeah. And, um, I mean, because yeah, it's a resort mug, it's what it's for. So we did that, and we walked around the property. Um, we, oh, you can do that. 
You can you can bring it around to different resorts. I, I mean, I would think so. I just no, of course you can. We, I've actually done that. And second of all, we've even we've even changed resorts and used the same cup. No, yeah, there's no yeah, price. I guess that's true. You, you pay for it. You pay for a certain amount of days. Right. That's right. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, so we brought it with us. We filled it up, and we you know went into Roaring Forks. Just kind of showed them that. Went outside. Went out to the boat dock. Yeah, you know, went to Geyser Point. Just kind of walked around. Took a couple pictures. Um, I will say a, an, a statement about the main feature pool right there is pretty small to me. I know there's other pools on property, you know, for sure. There's but, three other ones, yeah. But, but, I mean, but that, yeah. that main feature pool with the slide is a little small. I mean, they have the splash pad and that kind of stuff. It just seems a little small for what it is as the feature pool to me because it was very packed. And I, when I get into the parks, I'll talk about how it really wasn't that crowded at Disney this time for us. Um, so for it to maybe, if, if the parks reflect the the amount of people at resorts, it was really crowded and it seemed like a lot of people were, were crammed together. But um, anyways, after Wilderness Lodge, we left and we went to the character warehouse. We actually went to both character warehouses off property, see what we could see. We found a couple things. I, I found like a cool Black Spire Outpost uh, ball cap that was like, you know, normal, however much I had is 20 something dollars. I got it for like, I don't know, 15 bucks or something. And uh, it was pretty good. So after that, we just went back to the resort. We had El Mercado again, uh, just because we were going to go somewhere off property to eat, but we were just ready to get back. And we wanted to make sure to get Ezra in bed at a good time because the next day was going to be our first part day, which was Magic Kingdom. So that kind of was our resort day, which it wasn't really a resort day. We started in the morning at the pool. Yeah. Then we went off it's property. A non, like you said before, it's a non-park day. A resort right. day is usually when you have no plans, no schedule. You just basically wake up and enjoy the resort. That's a resort yeah. day. Yep. It's also a non-park day, which is also a great thing to do too. Yeah, sure. Especially if you have a car. I mean, there's tons of really cool stuff all around Orlando, including the character warehouses or restaurants you can eat at, experiences to do. We rode around. We looked at a lot of cool stuff. We you know, drove by Universal, drove by a fun spot drove by you know the big ferris wheel we just kind of you know we had a good time looking around at different stuff so anyways the next morning we it was so that next day was magic kingdom so started off that morning i was prepared to purchase genie plus before 7 a.m so i want to kind of land on this genie plus topic for a second and give some of my frustrations because overall before I get into it, I will say that Genie Plus was worth the money that we spent on it, 100%. We wrote a lot of stuff. We got a lot of Lightning Lanes booked. So that was great. My frustration is with the app itself. It was very glitchy. I had a lot of issues with it. Um, and really, the whole structure of it, although I had it explained to me several times, and even right before our trip, I still was confused on the day. And I'll get into why I was a little bit confused because of what the app was telling me. So that morning I woke up at 6:40 and went to purchase Genie Plus. So I went to the area of the app where the the Disney Genie is, go to the section on the the um, my day where it says purchase Genie Plus. So I touched purchase Genie Plus, it brought me to another screen that says Disney Genie Plus, and it gave me a couple, you know, to few little bullet points of what it is, and a big button at the bottom that says, you know, 
it doesn't say click here to purchase Genie Plus, but it says purchase Genie Plus. And I could not tap on that button at all. I closed the app out, went back to the screen, couldn't tap on it. Emily didn't even have the My Disney Experience app, downloaded it onto her phone, logged in, went to that same screen, and could not touch the purchase button. This is all at 640? This is all, yep. So 640, like, I'm, I'm spending like 10 minutes. So it's like 655, and I still don't have this thing purchased. So I'm like, you know, getting on my clothes and getting ready and like about to go downstairs to talk to someone at the front desk because I didn't think this was going to be a problem, you know, purchasing it on the app. I, well, didn't you know, think that- I don't know. See, because I, I had that exact same problem. So, but mine was more because of annual pass, but I couldn't, I couldn't buy it. Uh, I had to buy it very early in the morning. I usually would get, a, I would get up at around five o'clock and five thirty and go over there and buy it at 6 a.m. Right. Just to make sure it was done right. Yeah, but I mean, this, you know, the button is there to touch it. So it's, it yeah, should, but it's, it's a known problem. Okay. I, no, that, I don't want to go into it. You know yeah, what I mean? It's a pretty, it's a pretty much known glitch. I mean, there's a lot of glitches. So we, we're going to talk about glitches, but the, uh, the purchase glitch has been a problem for a while. So what I had to do was I had to go to the tip board and touch a lightning lane option. And then it pulled up another screen that says, in order to book the lightning lane at 7 a.m., you have to purchase Genie Plus. You know, touch here to purchase Genie Plus, pretty much. It just So then on that screen, it let me purchase it. And you didn't lose your you didn't lose your lightning lane? Well, it wasn't 7 yet. Oh, okay. So I'm doing all this before 7. Wow, that's a lot to get done. You must have been panicking. Yeah, I was panicking. And I'm thinking, you know... <laughs> It should work. (laughs) There's a button that says purchase Genie Plus. I'm touching it and it's not working. And so that was, yeah, I panicked. I went to the tip board, went like, you know, the back entrance into purchasing it and it worked then. And so I purchased it. You know, this was like, you know, maybe five till six, four minutes till something like that. Seven o'clock, I did purchase my first Lightning Lane. No problem at all. That was fine. Um, However... I purchased the first lightning lane. I should have recorded everything I did and like how I did the lightning lanes and stuff, but I I just don't really remember exactly when I did them and at what times, but there's, you know, there's two ways you can do lightning lanes. Of course, you can book it one at a time as you go all throughout the day. So say you do it 7 a.m. You book your first one, say the park opens at 830. You book it for 905. You go scan in, um, then you book your next one and then you book your next one after you ride it, et cetera. Or at 7 a.m., you book your first one. Say the park opens at 8.30, and it's for a ride you really want to do, and you does you book it at 11. Well, then the park opens actually at 8.30. So then at 10.30, you can book your second one because you haven't rode your 11 o'clock one yet. So then in that case, you would have two. Right. Okay, so sometimes, like on my Magic Kingdom day, that happened, Epcot day, it didn't happen, something like that. But what was frustrating to me is I had one booked for after lunch because on our, t- this Magic Kingdom day, we were going to eat at Steakhouse 71. So I knew there was going to be a block of time from like 11 to maybe 2 o'clock if we walk around the Contemporary that I'm not going to have a lightning lane because we're eating, we're looking at the Contemporary, you know, that kind of stuff. So I had one booked for... Um, cause our reservation was 1140 and I had a space mountain booked from 110 to 210. And I was like, if our, if we eat at 1140, get there a little bit early, we'll definitely make it back by 210. 
And then I had another one booked. I had Buzz Lightyear booked for like two to three. So I had two at the same time, right? Well, we didn't, we, we were actually not going to make that Space Mountain one because we were at the Contemporary, stuff happened, I'll get into that in a second. So I canceled the Space Mountain one because I was hopefully just going to go back in and try to book another Lightning Lane, right? So to recall, to recap, I had Space Mountain booked and I had Buzz Lightyear booked. When I canceled Space Mountain, it would not let me do another one. Even though I had two booked, I canceled one so I could go choose another time because we weren't going to make that time and it wouldn't let me. Now, it don't said, you have the option? Don't you have the option to modify? At you least do you not. Used to. Oh, you they, they don't have that modify. anymore. No. Okay, you used to be able to. Which is so frustrating. You have to cancel it and rebook it. And um, because if you could modify it, see, that's the whole thing about Genie Plus. You're you're choosing the next available time slot for a ride. Yeah. You're not able to pick your time. So that's why you can't modify it, I guess. So when I canceled it, boom, it was gone. I only had Buzz Lightyear, and it said the next one I could make was like for 2.48 p.m. was the next time I could make a, a, a Lightning Lane reservation. So I had to set my alarm for like 2.46 so I'd have a couple minutes to pull out my phone and get ready for the drop, which was fine. And I did that and I picked the next one and it was okay. But I guess long story short, it was not, it's not very cut and dry. Uh, there was times when I thought I could book them based on the two hour increments or either scanning in, going to the next one. And I would go to choose one and it would say, uneligible to book a lightning lane. Your next one is available at, you know, for example, 11 17 a.m or something like that and so it was just you know you had to take that time into mind you had to go and either set an alarm or try to remember 11 17 and but what, what's the difference see I, I what's the difference between that and back in the paper fast pass days where you had to kind of do the same thing you had to set your alarms because on the paper fast passes it would tell you you're, you could get your next fast pass at you know 108 and then you had to set your alarm for 108 right. so you could you could do that probably there's no difference but there's a huge difference between fast pass plus on the app and this how genie plus works i was a huge fan of fast pass plus and how you could book it um you could modify your times you see could i didn't book. like see yeah see that's where where me it was people were taking advantage of it and they were learning all these tricks to take advantage of it which hurt it for other people so i kind of yeah, I understand. I, yeah. I wasn't a big fan of, of FastPass Plus. I was I like the paper FastPass. Yeah. I still to this day like that better. I like it better than Genie Plus too. Because you yeah. had at least it was concrete. At least you kinda sure. you, yeah. you, it, there was something. But you're right, you're right. And and again, the the app is glitchy. We know that it's been glitchy from day one. I think there's been three or four iterations of it, right? And it's been every one of them's been glitchy. Um it, it's it's not done. They they have to this is not the final version, or it, maybe they have to do something totally different. But it's not going to. I mean, all I hear is people complaining about it. So this is you're 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 not it's not you're not any different from anybody else right now right. at this point. It's 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 frustrating and it's got to be frustrating. And you had yeah. a bunch of people with you, right. and they were relying on you making That's those right. choices, right? And then it gets yep. very afraid. And you're trying to tell them, well, you know, there's nothing available, and they're like, well, well, come on now, you're you're you should know Disney. You, you're a podcaster. What do you right? And so it's a lot different. You know, me, even me hearing you talk about it or hearing or reading about it, then actually experiencing it for yourself. And like on my Epcot day, which was the next day I haven't talked about yet, for the whole first half of the day, it kept saying I was at Magic Kingdom. I would have to hit Change Park, touch Epcot, and then it would show me my tip board options for Lightning Lanes until about 
the second half of the day, it realized that I'm in Epcot and I didn't have to hit change park anymore. It took all of three seconds to do that, yeah, but, but it still, still was just annoying. What if you didn't know? What if you weren't good with your, what if you weren't good with technology and somebody, exactly. was, they would get all confused. Oh yeah. Uh, this I was extremely, that's a new one. I didn't hear that one before. Extremely, uh, you know, just a glitchy kind of setup. And actually, while we were down there, Disney announced that starting, I forgot what the date is, in June, they are no longer going to allow you to pre-purchase Genie Plus for your entire vacation. You will only be able to purchase it day of, and it's going to be subject to availability. So that means there may be some days where they don't even let you purchase Genie Plus. Yeah. Which this shows me that they're going to be doing some huge you know, big time maintenance on this. This I actually this thought thing. I thought that that was already in effect when you did it because I was surprised you didn't buy it ahead of time. Knowing you, you're usually so planned. Well, um, I I didn't. I really didn't think. I was, my first inclination was we're going to use it for Magic Kingdom. We're not going to use it for Epcot. And then when I used it and it ended up definitely being worth the money, I was like, let's just do it for Epcot and see what happens. So let's talk about Magic Kingdom a little bit. Um, first off, I'll have some tips that this a really nice cast member that was working security gave me. So we're going into the park and, you know, we have Ezra in a stroller, which means we have stroller fans, which tons of parents have stroller fans. I saw them all over the place. Uh, we also, these stroller fans were in a, like a zipper bag with. Oh, wait, a, wait, st- wait, stroller fans, people that walk next to your fan are like, oh yeah, yeah, stroller. Yes, yeah. yeah that, okay, good. Okay. Good, good job, Brian. There you go. <laughs> no. So, uh, so anyways, in the in this bag, we had two stroller fans, which um, I don't know how they fit in there. Uh, There's tall people, but no, we had two stroller fans <laughs> and, a, and a sound machine and a sound machine, like a little portable sound machine. So if Ezra napped, you know, we could put this little sound machine on a stroller and have the fans and he would be napping in the stroller. We just didn't know what that was going to look like on that Magic Kingdom day. So we brought him. And then, of course, I had my personal phone and I had my work phone. So and I had an umbrella. So just. I had like a security nightmare on my persons. So I'm walking through, they pull me over the side and this very nice lady gave me some tips about what to do next time. So she said, next time, if you have your stroller fans, get your stroller fan in one hand and your umbrella in the next hand. And then with my cell phones, I had my personal phone in my left pocket. My work phone was in my right pocket. Separate those, like put one phone in your book bag and one in your pocket or put them further away from each other. So then like hold the stroller fan in one hand, that little bag and hold the umbrella in one bag and hold it out in front of you and walk through the thing. And and most of the time you're not going to be asked to have a search. The reason why I was is because the umbrella was in the bag, the stroller fan was in the bag and both phones were in my pockets kind of close enough to each other. You know, I'm horizontal, of course, going through the detector and both of my phones are on the same same you know kind of linear line if one of them's in my book bag then that means one phone is going in my pocket in front of the one in my backpack does that make sense so it's gonna do, do it look at it a little bit differently in the middle detector. no i'm just trying to look i'm trying to envision you there so you had your umbrella in one hand you had the fan in the other hand you had your arms um out you kind of look like one of those guys who, who like sit a, there and wave the airplanes in you know yeah you go back, that's, what, back and that's forth. what i'm looking like so, <laughs> but anyways she was just you know giving me some tips about how to not set off, you know, the detector or ask to be searched on the side. So that's little tips with you. If you have any electronics or stuff, try to hold them out, separate them from each other, um, that kind of stuff. She also told me that the little portable sound machine, which this thing doesn't really get that loud, but I guess some of them do get loud. And she said that 
you know, if, if, if the little one takes a nap, make sure to turn the volume down because people will complain and cast members will tell you to throw it away. Like not even put it in your bag. They tell you to throw it away, throw away your sound machine because people complain about them a lot. Um, so anyways, a little bit of a tips there. Side note to both of our days, and I'm kind of covering a lot of these topics at this point, so I can just kind of roll through the rest of them. Uh, the weather was pretty bad for both of our park days. So Friday at Magic Kingdom, uh, we had one just monsoon just came in that was right after lunch. We got back and, and did a couple things. Wow, that's we tough. were under we yeah, were under that, cover. Oh, that's tough. And, and was Ezra sleeping during that monsoon? Monsoon? No, no, he was awake. Okay. And uh, he slept at Steakhouse Seventy One, which I'm going to get to. I'm just trying to cover some of these okay, little topic things. But the the weather, you know, was bad on and off. So that monsoon came, and then we actually left Magic Kingdom around six o'clock or seven because a really bad band of weather was coming through. It looked nasty. I mean, very dark, thunder, lightning. It looked like it was going to just sit on Magic Kingdom for a while, and uh, so we left. Um, but on Magic, like at Magic Kingdom. We did a whole lot. So with Lightning Lanes, we did Haunted Mansion. We did Pirates of the Caribbean. We did Buzz Lightyear um, Space Ranger Spin, and we did Space Mountain. Um, not on Lightning Lanes, we did Dumbo, Little Mermaid. We did the People Mover two times. We did Teacups. I'm trying to think of anything else. Um, how'd you like the How'd you like the Dumbo queue? I like it. It's pretty nice. Isn't yeah, it, it is. I, I like it. It's, it's, it's cute. They did a very um, good job with that. We went in Big Top Souvenirs, which is reopened again. You can actually get the Werther's Germany. Caramel popcorn at Big Top Souvenirs now. It's the same stuff. You can get that. You can get the pecan cluster. You can get the the butter bar, the caramel butter bar. You can get those three things, and it says the word there's on the little tag under the thing uh, that you can get at Big Top Souvenirs in Magic Kingdom. So if you're not going to Epcot or if you don't get it there, you can get that same good Germany caramel popcorn How at good is Big that? Top How Souvenirs good is that? now. So you can get a lot of treats there. They just don't have a lot of um, souvenirs at Big Top Souvenir yet. Um, so it's kind of defeats the purpose of the name, but they have, you know, slushies and, you know, bakery goods and stuff like that. Anyways, we did that. And as I mentioned a few times, I'll talk about Steakhouse 71. Our reservation was at 1140. Uh, so did you was, walk there or did you? We took the monorail. monorail okay. I was, I was going to walk, but in-laws were like, nope, we're taking the monorail because <laughs> their feet were hurting. So I was like, touche. So we went to Steakhouse 71. As soon as we were about to go in, Ezra just had a meltdown. Uh, it was my fault. I planned a lunch right in the middle of when his nap would be. So Emily, you know, God bless her. She took him outside and me and my in-laws, we, we ate lunch there and, uh, it was very good. We had an excellent uh, waiter named Brian actually. And, um, he said he was talking about some of the, the dishes there. So he talked about the, the French onion soup and how it has like you know different cheeses and how long it's made over several days and like all this stuff and he said he's been to France before and he's still searching for french onion soup that's as good as steakhouse 71's french onion soup oh, wow. is and he's like I've not found it yet and so actually my my mother-in-law she ordered that as her meal and it was a pretty big bowl and uh, what, what was her what was her amazing. thumbs up she or? said it was great okay she said it was really good um Secondly, I ordered the stack burger, which has two patties on it, two slices of cheese. It's got pork belly on it, onions, and a a some sort of like aioli, garlic aioli sauce. And it comes with uh, French fries that are like, like Parmesan crusted waffle fries is what comes with it. Or you can get a 
wedge salad or something like that. I got the wedge salad. My father-in-law got the fries. I tried one of his fries. Very good. However, so what, what was that burger? Co- what was the cost of that burger compared to the ones you had at the other place? Just to- it was the same. I think it was twenty dollars. Eight, okay. It was eight, eighteen or twenty. Okay, but cool. I'm telling you, this stack burger, no lie, the best burger I have ever had. Period. Uh, it was just. I don't like really thick burger patties, so they were a little bit thinner. And there was two of them on there. It was almost like a double cheeseburger. But it had, you know, the pork belly and the onions and the pickles and that garlic aioli. And the bun was just buttery. And it, this burger was amazing. Uh, so Steakhouse 71, that stack burger, 100% recommend if you like burgers and you want to try something different. Uh, the Did anybody get off, a steak? Nobody got a steak. Um, they they do have steaks at oh, one. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, but it's mostly a dinner option. But he said, today you can get the six-ounce filet or the eight ounce sirloin or something like that's what he said um, but nobody ordered that but he he said it in a way where it was like today you could get it so maybe some days they don't offer the steak at lunch i don't know if that's true or not but he's he said it was they were offering it today at that day so steak out 71 was awesome i didn't order emily anything because she was outside with ezra she said she'll just eat something later um, so she did not want us to order anything for her. She didn't know when she was going to be able to eat. Ezra did take a nap. He was, they were outside by the boat dock and he went to sleep after lunch. We went up to Tempo cafe, got Emily a burger there in which Emily's a big fan of like the Disney burgers, the theme park burgers and stuff right. like that. She said that that bacon cheeseburger at Contempo cafe was probably the worst burger she's had on property before. That's interesting. Good. You know, you know, Contempo Cafe is really good at breakfast. I've never had it for for lunch or dinner. Breakfast, they have a pretty some pretty good options. That's interesting, though. Yeah, and you would think this is the contemporary man. Like, you know, you should, they should have a decent burger. I mean, you know, you would think in the quick service option, but she said no. She said it was it was it was chewy. It was not good. The flavor it was just very bland. Um, so, anyways, did not recommend that. So we went to the gift shops, that kind of stuff. Then we got on the monorail, headed back to Magic Kingdom. And like I said, what time we, was this about now? Uh, this was probably two thirty, something like that. So we rode several more rides, and then the monsoon came. You know, after that, I got this um, this special Dole Whip that they have right now with the coconut soft serve, which Ooh. I absolutely love. That and looks forgot, great. I saw oh, the picture of that. Ooh. It was called a tropical serenade. Was That's it that it was good? Called. Was it as, was it as good as it looks? Yes. Yeah, so it's it was called a tropical serenade. So it was in a, f- a float cup. It had the pog juice, the pineapple orange yes. guava juice in the bottom, and it had the coconut soft serve ice cream, and it had a pineapple oh, flavored man. cake pop on the side of it. That sounds amazing. It was very very good. So I thoroughly enjoyed that. Um, Emily got the I lava you float from the Sunshine Tree Terrace. Okay. Uh, which is the uh, Fanta strawberry with the orange, d- like kind of Dole Whip, orange soft serve, and it had Pop Rocks on top of it. So it's really good. They've had that for a while. They actually had that last year, and she likes it a lot. So we ate that. We, you know, we walked through all the gift shops. Uh, we we did everything. Saw a cavalcade, actually two cavalcades, the 50th cavalcade into a different one, and saw a little bit of Festival Fantasy Parade, although we did not see the whole parade. Like I said, we left around six o'clock because the sky was looking wicked, and uh, yeah, it turns out they did do fireworks later. So that's are you sure that I... wasn't just a, a maleficent thing where they had the fake uh, 
clouds and stuff, or no, that was a real real storm. I think it was a real storm, if I'm <laughs> if I'm not mistaken. But you could be right. I mean, maybe that's why I was wrong. So actually, I looked in the um, the Disney Annual Passholder Facebook group later that evening, and someone caught a picture on uh, above the train station of a firework and a lightning bolt at the same time. Wow! And so I just. You know, I thought if there's like lightning in the area, they typically didn't do the fireworks shows, but they did it that that night. I really I thought they weren't going to do it. I don't think it interferes because they have so many lightning rods, right? That you're pretty safe. You're very safe there. Obviously, the yeah. castle is the biggest lightning rod in that whole area. Sure, and it's designed to handle right amazing amounts of electricity. So I think hey, you could probably do it. So I was because I've not seen Enchantment yet. <clears throat> I really wanted to see it. I was going to come back, but because of I mean, man, it was raining like just sideways i was watching it from our room in the tower and i was thinking there's no way they're gonna do fireworks it was like eight o'clock 8 15 no fireworks start at nine i said i'm not going back i'm not gonna do it and i saw later on they actually did the show that night so i could have went back but then i thought you know i started getting in my head about logistics me getting there getting a spot leaving Getting back, how late will that be? You got to get up early for Epcot. So, was it cold? How, how was the weather? We didn't really talk about that yet. It was, was hot. It, it was very hot. Okay, even even with the rain, was there? Yep, hot the whole okay. time. Okay. Uh, it, the only time it was kind of cool was early in the morning, uh, and then late at night it was a. It wasn't even cool. Just it was uh, normal. Yeah, that's I'll, not good. I don't like that. Okay, I'll, I'll say you know it's just kind of it was normal. But man, on our Epcot day, and then yesterday on that Sunday. It was 95 degrees, and it was probably 96 or 97% humidity. Wow. It was blazing hot, and it just felt like you were just in a swimming pool outside. So anyways, I'm trying to speed this along a little bit here. It's not go too long. No, it's okay. Went to, went to bed that, that night. The next day was Epcot. So th- that morning, we decided that, that night of Magic Kingdom, we're going to go ahead and do Genie Plus again. Because I've not done test track my last several trips, I wanted to definitely get that done. Uh, Frozen is actually a part of the regular Genie Plus now. Only Remy's is the one that is the individual Lightning Lane paid. So I said, well, let's just go ahead and do Genie Plus, and uh, we had success with it at Magic Kingdom. We did four or five rides at Magic Kingdom. You know, thought, hey, this is a good idea to do it at Epcot too, to make sure to go ahead and get some stuff on it. You know, thirty bucks plus tax. You know, you're skipping four or five lines. To me, it's worth it. So. Got up early. I had no issue hitting that purchase button this time. I hit this on the one that glitched for me the day before. Worked perfect for me this morning. So I touched it. I purchased it. No problems at all. The whole thing took probably 20 seconds. And then at 7 a.m., I made my first lightning lane for Frozen. Got it for 8.50, which was really good. So we we rope dropped Remy when we got there. We went to Frozen. Now, when you rope drop, how, how long of a wait did you have? Uh, it was posted 60 minutes at, at Road Drop because it was actually closed. So you're actually at a disadvantage, I think, when you're arriving. I don't think I know. When you're arriving at Epcot, so we drove to Epcot, um, which, you know, Epcot, to me, to me, Epcot and Animal Kingdom and Hollywood Studios, the parking lots are right there. So if you have a car, driving Super is easy. really... Yeah really no different really than the buses depending on where you're parked. Um, you know, Epcot's the buses are kind of far over to one side. So if you have a good parking spot, like which we did, we were in the third row back because of what time we got there. We walked right up and we would probably even be quicker than some buses. And then you can leave whenever you want to go right to your car. So no problem. Right. 
Um, the disadvantage, though, is when you have a ride like Remy that is right next to International Gateway. So you have all the Epcot area resorts and you have all the Skyliner resorts that's, t- that's really beating you to that Remy ride. You're coming from the front of the park, Correct. you know? Okay. So that's why it was temporarily closed for like the first 20 minutes of early theme park entry. And then when it opened, it was a 60-minute posted wait. We actually only waited 30 minutes, though. So now, how did Emily like that? Was that Emily's first time? No, we actually wrote it oh. before, but when we wrote it, we had to wear mask on it. So gotcha, like our gotcha. glasses fogged the whole time. So it was a little bit better of experience. My in-laws, it was their first time. It's a good ride. I still stick with my same thing, you know, that it's, it's, um, it would not be a must do for me every no. time. That's why I'm surprised it's ILO, but I, 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 I eventually I think it's going to, that's, that won't happen. That won't be there anymore, but correct. Um, yeah. I, I don't think I would pay any extra money to go on that. I mean, it's, it's nice, it's cool, but it's not worth extra money. Yeah, absolutely. We, um, man, so actually it's not going to be in, in, an individual lightning lane when guardians opens. You're right. That's what I heard. Yeah. So they were doing previews for guardians that day. Um, yeah, man, I wanted to ride guardians so bad. And of course you had to have a either annual pass holder DVC and you had to have a slot like a preview reservation slot booked. Um, but anyways, we did, we did frozen. Then after that, we went to ride, um, we went to do Soren. We did a lightning lane for Soren, and then it was about 11 o'clock. So we learned our lesson the day before. Emily was totally fine with it. She was going to take Ezra back to the resort. She was going to rest herself and get Ezra to have a nap. Uh, so he took about a two and a half hour nap, two hours and 20 minutes, something like that. My in-laws were going to go back too, so they could rest because I was really just saying, y'all, you need to stay for the fireworks. You got to stay for the fireworks. You know, me and Emily have seen Harmonious. My in-laws had not. I said, Harmonious is worth seeing. You need to stay. So if y'all need to go back and rest for a while to come back and be able to stay and watch it, do that because it's worth it. Um, so when Emily went back, I said, you know, I'm just going to, I'm just going to go to some shows, you know, because with Ezra, you can't really go to shows. So no, like, right, go to exactly. American Adventure, maybe do some other shows like that. And so they were like, okay, if, as long as we can rest and sit and we're not like walking the whole time, you know, we'll stay. And so they did. Uh, we actually ate lunch at Connections Eatery, which was great. I had the Mediterranean burger uh, with the French fries. French fries are just like Disney Park French fries, the skinny kind of regular French fries, nothing special about them. A Mediterranean burger was good, though. It was on this different kind of bread. Looks like it had poppy seeds on top, but it was more like an olive bread, I think. The burger patty was really good. I uh, had some onions and this kind of special Mediterranean sauce. And I think it maybe had one or two olives on. I'm not a big olive person, but I like the flavor of that together was really good. So enjoyed it. Uh, my mother and father-in-law both got the, just the, the, the American classic burger. I forgot if it comes with bacon or not. A lot of burgers. You like your burgers. I do like burgers, but I mean, I'm not, that's not my, uh, that's not my, first choice well the mediterranean one is is a very obscure one so that's that's totally worth trying and i'll kind of make a a comment about this at the end about you know food choices and and why we ate what we did on this trip uh but i'll I'll save that to the end so uh we did we did we sat there for a little bit just to rest at connections emily had already left we then took the friendship boat across to morocco then you know went over a couple countries to America. I actually went to Germany first. I got the, that God, that good 
caramel butter bar, man. That thing oh. is so good. Yes. And my in-laws, they each got one of the turtle pecan clusters. We took it over to the American Pavilion. It was right before 2 o'clock. It was like one fifty. We sat down in there. It was air conditioning. Epcot was blazing at this time, like 1 o'clock to 2 o'clock. It was so hot on World Showcase. And we just walked in that building. We sat on the floor. We didn't even care it was the floor. And it was so cool. The floor was cool. It was just so air conditioned. And I guess I had not just thought about this, but the Voices of Liberty were about to perform at 2 o'clock. And then the show, American Adventure, was at 2.30. So we sat there, enjoyed our Werther's treats, and listened to the Voices of Liberty, which were amazing. They did such a good job. Yeah, they're, they're terrific. And then we went into the American Adventure show at 2.30. Of course, you know, my favorite show, so good. That's such a good show. If you've not seen American Adventure at the American Pavilion Epcot, do it. It is amazing, and it is, you know, one of my favorites every time I, I want to do it. So we did that. And when we left, we didn't, we were going to just go and do some other shows, but test track had been closed on and off for most of the day, which means that there was no lightning lanes for it anymore. Uh, if, if there were people grabbed it, um, and there was nothing. So it opened back up and it was a 65 minute wait, I think. And we said, you know what? I've not done test track and my in-laws wanted to do test track. I texted Emily and she's like, y'all go ahead and do it. So we went and we, we went by um, like a little ice cream cart and they got one of the little minute made frozen lemonades that you get a little spoon yeah, with, you yeah, know, yeah, yeah. and I got a outshine strawberry bar. And so we, then we went and stood in line and it was at like a 65 minute wait. We, we actually did wait like 40 minutes for that, uh, but it was fun. We had a good time. You know, they built a car. It was fun. I've not rode test track in a long time, so it was a good time. And then as soon as we got off, we went and sat back down in connections because Emily was coming back with Ezra. This was like three o'clock. She was almost back. And wouldn't you know, I checked my phone and there is a lightning lane for test track because <laughs> <laughs> Emily didn't ride it. So I said, I- I'm going to go ahead and book it. And then y'all can ride it. I'll, you know, I'll walk around with Ezra and then, you know, cause on test track, you can sit in rows of three, right? Exactly. So the cars can do three. So Emily and her, her parents, they, they rode together and I just kind of was with Ezra for a while. So by the time they did that and got done and we sat for a few minutes, it was really time for dinner and we were sitting in connections and, uh, I was like, what do y'all want to eat for dinner? And my father-in-law was like, I wouldn't mind eating here again. And I was like, you know what? I wouldn't mind it necessarily either because I want to try that General So's salad. So it's a General So's, it's, it's a salad that has like mandarin oranges and crispy wontons. That sounds great. And, yeah. And it ha- the, you have two really big chicken strips that are fried, but they're tossed in the General So's sauce. And so you get that kind of General So's dressing over the salad. It tasted really good. My, the chicken was not really warm, but it wasn't bad. The flavor was really good. Um, Cause I had mentioned going and getting fish and chips, but he was like, he, he didn't really want to walk over there to get it. So this is kind of where I'm going to put this comment in about when you're with other people, you sometimes have to make accommodations that, Oh, you, always. You, yes, you know, right. you wouldn't really choose to do yourself because I still have not eaten at cats or a grill yet. <laughs> That's like, I still haven't been there. I want to eat there. Um, I wanted to get some fish and chips. I maybe I actually wanted, it was the flower and garden festival. And I wanted to go around and just kind of eat my way around the world like me and you did, right? Um, but 
you know, I, I was I was good for trying that salad. I was fine with that. No, so actually, I, had... I would have I would have tried that salad. I, I, I that was one of the when I saw their menu, that was when I that intrigued yeah. me. So I had no problem eating it. It was a new place. I'm I'm glad I did it. I have no regrets about doing it. Um, if it was just me or me and Emily, I probably would have done differently. But that doesn't mean I'm upset with what I did. You know that that makes sense. Oh, I, so I could tell you a story, and I don't want to go into it too much one time. But one time I was with another family who you know I love them, and they're and one of their daughters wanted to go do the Muppet Show four times in a row. Yeah, and she was kind of young and. So we had to go sit through it four times in a row. So right. you do have to do that sometimes. That's the yeah. the message Which I'm, there. You know, it, it's fine. It's totally like I said, it was fine. I'm glad I ate the salad. It was good. So after that, we um, Ezra was back. He was in a good mood. He had napped. So we had not done any of the kind of what I call the Ezra ride. So we not done the land. We not done figment. We not done the seas, spaceship Earth, the um, three Caballeros ride. Those are all things that he can do. So we were about to hit. All of those, right? And all of those all day long, Brian, were a five to ten minute wait. That's awesome. That's awesome. No wait at all. So there was really no point of doing Lightning Lane. I went on there to book one, and it was for the same time of whatever time I was looking at the app. So if it was two o'clock, the Lightning Lane was like for two o'clock, and because it was a five minute wait. So why we even book a Lightning Lane? We just walked on, saved my phone battery, right? Because I will, I will say this as a side note: Magic Kingdom and the Epcot Day having to be on your phone like this. My phone was at 30% by like 3 o'clock yeah, on both days. That's a problem. It's a huge problem. And so you have to bring power banks, charging, mobile charging banks and stuff like that. It's just annoying. So anyways, side note, you know, we're doing all this. We're going and riding these rides. We rode everything in Epcot. Everything in Epcot except the land and Spaceship Earth. We didn't get to do those two, but everything else we did. It was 8 o'clock, 9 o'clock harmonious start. It was honestly, it was kind of a blessing. It was supposed to rain on and off all day that Saturday, and it did not rain at all. But here comes Epcot, eight o'clock, looking at my phone, pull up the weather app, and here comes this nasty band of weather coming through. And I'm like, we're going out there because this happened at Magic Kingdom yesterday. We're going to go find our spot at the World Showcase, and we're just going to deal with it. I mean, it looked so dark in one direction. Not the band. Yeah, right. So yeah, I, I was about to say that, but I didn't. I knew you did. That's why I stepped in. I got you that time. So we went over. We were going to go to the Mexico Pavilion and ride the uh, Three Caballeros boat ride. That's the one we didn't do as well. So that's three rides we didn't do. We were almost at the Mexico Pavilion, and it started thundering and lightning really bad. One of those to where, like, it lightnings and immediately does that crashing thunder. And I pulled up the app, and it said severe thunderstorm warning, like the app was red on on uh, Weather Channel app. So I said, guys, I don't know what we should do here because this looks like it's about to get really bad. And I'm sitting there at Port of Entry, you know, which is right there at those two shops. And there's the Harmonious team. They have Harmonious on the back of their shirts. And they're they're putting covers over stuff. And the the big barges out in the middle. So the big circle in the middle has those arms that come out. They were folding those arms all the way down. So they were shutting everything down, like in preparation for this, this whatever was about to come. So we made the split second decision. I said, okay, it's close to nine o'clock, which is the time of harmonious. It's, it was like eight 15 at this point. I said, this weather's about to come. I am 99% sure they're not doing this show. And they ended up not doing it. So I said, let's make the decision and go ahead and leave because it's about to get ugly. By the time I got to my car, Brian, and looked at the app, we were in a tornado warning. Oh my goodness. So we went back to 
Grand so you never Tower. got to even, you never got to go in the Mexico boat ride. No, didn't do that this trip. Um, didn't do the land or spaceship Earth. We just got out of there because it was about to get nasty. Yeah, I was worried because it's it's really tough to get into that place sometimes. The yeah. entr- entrances are kind of hidden. Okay. Yeah, that, that is true. Yeah, um, but so we we decided just to leave it and um, head back to the to our resort. So, but again, no complaint. I'm so I'm so mad. I pushed them so hard to stay for Harmonious. No, but you look. They but had see, to look at it. all those extra rides you got in. Yeah, but we did do a lot. We, we yeah. Did a so ton I mean, of stuff. end result end result is you had a very productive day. Very productive day. Um, we got back. We actually didn't have. TV at the whole resort was not working. So I guess it's the satellite TV or something. Okay. Wasn't working. No TV at all. For probably a good 30 minutes or so, it was it was down. Um, but I was watching it out the tower windows. That's a good thing about the tower. You can watch the storms. You could see Blizzard Beach from our room and Summit Plummet. Um, you could see Summit Plummet, and then all of a sudden, you couldn't. And it was just rain that was just coming at you, just blinding rain where you couldn't even see, you know, I don't know how, not very far in front of you at all. So anyways, that was actually my in-laws last day. Uh, they were checking out Sunday and we were going to check out Monday, uh, right, which right. is 23rd, the day of recording. So they left Sunday and we had another non-park day. So we had, this is our last day and then I'm wrapping it up. We had Boma book for breakfast and I, I'd originally, because we were originally going to stay at Beach Club, and we didn't. We saved some money, stayed at Grand Standard Tower. I originally booked Cape May. I'm really upset we didn't stay at Beach Club, but I, you know, we'll do it one day. No problem at all. Um, so instead of that, I thought Ezra would like to see the animals at Animal Kingdom Lodge, so let's book Boma. And the menu looked really good for Boma. Man, Boma was amazing. I, I mean, golly, some of the the South African kind of dishes that they had. I mean, they have oat grilled asparagus, oat grilled tomatoes. They had this South African dish with egg and something else, a couple other things in it that was very good. You know, they carved like a ham carving station. They carved that for you. They had just kind of different spins on different things. Like I've had apple turnovers. You know, I've had about every kind of fruit you can think of turnovers, but I've never had a guava turnover. Oh, that sounds great. And they had that out so it was really good. They had these sticky buns, this French cinnamon, like, uh, I guess cinnamon raisin French toast bread pudding with this vanilla sauce on it. Amazing. All that kind of stuff was great. I think that's the best sticky bun I've ever had in my life. Now, isn't was it, there. So I, one thing about that restaurant, I love that restaurant. So it's a great restaurant. Isn't it a great, the, the decor and the, it's just a beautiful restaurant too. I think the, the sight lines are gorgeous. I don't know how you feel about that, but I, yes. I just love that. I, I'm in love with that whole restaurant. Like just the way it's, it's, it's shaped and designed. Yeah, it was definitely booming. It was very crowded, um, but it was still a really cool restaurant. I like the feel of it. Emily's complaint about Animal Kingdom Lodge overall is it's very dark and it is. It's, it a, is. it's a very kind of darker place. So that's why she didn't really like it as much as some of the other ones, which I get it, but I, I really did like it and I think it was great. Uh, breakfast was awesome though. I mean, you know, it came with pog juice and, or coffee or tea that, that came with your meal or of course water, you could get any of that, but that pineapple, orange and guava juice is so good. Uh, and then I had some coffee with it too. They used to have a kid center there and I don't think they do this anymore, but they used to have a kid center there, not that far from Boma where my kids love to go. Um, I don't even know if they do these kid center stuff anymore because of, because of after COVID, but it was one of the coolest things. So we could actually have them go, they can go play and we can go have a good di- a, a dinner and, and not, 
you know, and, and enjoy that because they were old enough to be by themselves. Oh, but, yeah, that's cool. But it was very cool. It was They loved it. It was like they looked forward to going to it, but um, yeah. I don't think it exists anymore. Yeah. I don't, I'm not sure. I mean, maybe I'd have to research it, but that, that would be cool. Um, you know, sometimes we really enjoyed taking Ezra, but, uh, you know, you just, we enjoy the time our, that we just get ourselves to. So it's, it's kind of a, a bittersweet thing. Like you want to bring him because you want him to experience all that, but then you also want just time with Emily because we can do everything we'd want to not have to worry about nap times or that kind of stuff. But then the, the look and expressions on his face when he sees and experiences stuff, it just makes your heart warm. So um, we finished, anyways, we finished Boma. We went to Disney Springs after Ezra took a nap. So we, Boma, we did Animal Kingdom Lodge. We did Jumbo House and Kadani Village. We, we went to both of those, looked at animals, saw zebras, giraffes, gazelles, you know, flamingos. We saw a ton of animals. Um, after that, we went back and let Ezra take a nap. I took a nap. We just kind of relaxed for a few hours while he napped. Then we went to Disney Springs. We went to a lot of places at Disney Springs. I tried Salt and Straw, which is the ice cream place. Nice. I sampled the cinnamon snickerdoodle, which was very good, but I ended up getting the hibiscus and coconut sherbet, and it was very good. It was a vegan option, which I'm, I'm not a vegan, but it, it was kind of, I guess, because it's sherbet, no dairy, right. and it tasted very good, so... They had some odd flavors there. I didn't try everything. When we walked in, they said, you can try as many as you want to. I should have tried some more just to report back. But there was a really long line, and I didn't feel like being that person that, you know, really Well, like, like on Curb Your Enthusiasm when the person yeah. was was, uh, was sampling and he had to <laughs> yell at Sample everything. Exactly. Yeah. Right. So, anyways, we did that. Uh, we ate an Earl of Sandwich, which was good. But I don't know if the air conditioning Earl of Sandwich was not working or something. But it felt like a storm cloud was about to brew in there. Oh, it really? was so humid. What'd you, what'd you get when you were there? What sandwich did you get? I got the full Montague, oh, which is nice. the roast beef and turkey and um, lettuce and like this Earl mustard. Emily just got the regular like turkey sub and uh, got Ezra a cup of honeydew and cantaloupe that they had in the little cooler section because he is. Oh, they this, did? Yeah, they he, yeah they had that. They have and the, he likes that. That's great that he likes that. Yeah, he yeah. loves fruit. He's on a huge fruit. That's cake. great. And so my, my second complaint, though, is. Earl of Sandwich has put up in the rafters these lights that are like the size of your laptop, but they are like, I don't know how many millions, it seems like, of lumens these LED lights are, and they're shining down on you. So it is, I should have taken And then it's hot, and then that, oh my goodness. It's hot and that, and now it's like, it just makes you kind of like, be like, I don't even want to eat in here, because I'm just kind of like sticky feeling this light is shining down on me at you know a thousand lumens in my face. I should have taken a picture of it because it really was kind of obnoxious. I don't know why they added those in there because you could tell it's just one of those um, kind of panel lights that just plugs into a wall. And they had them all over the place, shining down on you while you were eating. And so you're like a, like your skin is white. These things. Maybe they're, I'm maybe not, they're, I'm not maybe they're giving people a hint to get out of there. Maybe people go in there and hang out. You know, but they don't have air conditioning, so I don't think well, I don't know why they would hang out. Well, I'm guessing that people must have complained it was too dark, so oh, they okay. they did that. That's kind of what I was thinking. Maybe they said, oh, this is too dark, so they added those lights, but it was not good at all. So anyways, but the food was good. Just the atmosphere experience was not that good. Uh, there's a new Dole Whip place, which is um, next to Goofy's Candy and Rainforest Cafe on that connecting bridge that takes you back over towards like the Lego store. Right there behind Goofy's Candy, it's called Swirls on the Water, and they that's the new 
main Dole Whip location for Disney Springs. Um, so it's a new little place there. It's kind of oh, cool. It's got nice. some that's tables nice. out there, uh, stuff like that. And the second thing I want to mention, and this is the last thing about Disney Springs, then I'll end it, is uh, the Coca-Cola store. I think a lot of people go past it. Um, it's got a lot of cool merchandise. I actually used to work for Coca-Cola, so I, I'm not there for the merchandise really, but Emily really wanted an icy. So not a, you know, there's a difference in a slushy and an yeah. icy, right? So slushies yeah. that, you know, like really small, but kind of chunks of ice and icies that kind of smooth icy, right? So she wanted an icy. And I was like, I know the Cokes thing will have it on the top floor, which is that beverage bar they I have on the rooftop. Yeah. And I think you, you know, Spoonies, you, you need to go try this place out. It's really cool. The atmosphere is really cool. You can see a lot of Disney Springs from that level. You're really high up. It's an outdoor rooftop bar. And they actually have on quote unquote tap or fountain, a lot of the choices like the the Cokes or beverages from around the world. So you can get like the watermelon Fanta that you can get at Club Cool at Epcot. Discontinued ones. They have tab. Yes, they have discontinued. They have Beverly if you want to have a a thing of Beverly. That's a stop. That's almost a a must do for us on Disney Springs. We go all the time. I love that. I love that. Because you can get the the taste of the world where you get like 15 different samples. It's like uh, 12 bucks or something. And you get little little shot glass cups of all these different sodas to try. Um, You can also get it in float form for like $15. And you get all these different flavors with ice cream in them. So anyway, she got a, a big old fan of blueberry um, icy, and it was really good. So we did that. Ended our time at Disney Springs. I did go to Gideon's. Got a couple cookies. There was nothing really crazy cookies. They had a chocolate peanut butter one for the month. I got that one because I love chocolate and peanut butter. But it wasn't anything unique or special about that. So we left Disney Springs. Went back to uh, Coronado, and it was about an hour and a half until Ezra had to go to bed. So we got our swim stuff on again. So we were going to go to the pool for about an hour. And it was great. I mean, we had been sweating ourselves to death at Disney Springs. We get back, we change, and that pool was so refreshing. It was just great. We had a good time. It was just what Ezra needed. He had a blast. It's like the most fun he'd had the whole trip was in that pool. And he loved watching people come down the water slide. He would get so excited and like swing his arms around every time someone came down the water slide. He had a blast. Isn't that hilarious? You spend all the we spent all the money for yeah. these tickets, and the kids like the pool better than yeah. That's that's that's, that's that's the story, right? Yeah. Um, so, anyways, my last thing I wanted to mention was, you know, we went back up, put Ezra to bed, and it was time to eat dinner. And we were not going to eat at El Mercado again. We said, I don't care what we have to do. If you even have to go drive somewhere, we're not eating at El Mercado again. So. We looked at Rick's menu, and Emily didn't really see anything on there she liked. I saw a couple things I would eat. I, I have a lot more span of taste buds and options that I like than Emily does. So then we pulled up the Three Bridges menu, and Emily was like, oh, that you know maybe the steak frites on there, that sounds pretty good. Which It's just a fancy name for it. It was like strips of sirloin right, that came right. with this chimichurri sauce, chimichurri sauce with um, French fries. But she didn't want the chimichurri sauce, so really, she just had steak and fries pretty much. And I got the Three Bridges burger, and uh, I was—I've heard it was pretty good, so I was kind of like, okay, whatever. So I did a mobile order. I got the Three Bridges, and uh, I actually met uh, Lou Mangello from the WDW Radio podcast. So shout out to that podcast. It's, a, it's another really great Disney podcast. So I met Lou and some people there. Uh, then we went back to the room and we ate in the room. I have to say though. Her steak was not that great at all. It was, it's like I could have made that 
and done a kind of a mediocre job grilling it. And I felt like it would have been about the same flavor. There was nothing really special about the flavor. I guess that's why you should eat it with the chimichurri sauce, but which is which is like this green kind of salsa sauce, yeah, yeah, you know. Yeah. And she didn't want that. So it was just very bland and it was kind of dry to be honest. She got medium well, which, you know, I, I know it's it's a step below shoe leather, right? Yeah, that's tough. But I got the burg my burger was medium well and it had some pink in it and it was very juicy and good, but she got the medium well steak steak and it was just not really that good. So, so all the burgers you had, so you had like four burgers. What was your what rank them? So I had three. So I had the Mediterranean, I had the stack um burger at Steakhouse seventy one and the three bridges. So oh, I number thought you one, had one at El Mercado. No, Emily oh, got Emily oh, had one there. Oh, okay, got you. I'm sorry. But my number one was Steakhouse seventy one, the stack burger. Number two is three bridges, and uh, number three was the Mediterranean burger. Okay. Wow. Not that not that any of them were bad because they all three were good. But I am not really a burger person. This is what I was going to kind of mention the whole like making accommodations kind of thing because you know I'm I like to try different things. I want to try new stuff, um, but sometimes you just you know, if you're with people or with, you know, Ezra's in the picture, he goes to bed at a certain time. You just kind of do what you do. And this is just kind of how our menus and food choices went this trip. So it's okay though. I'm, no, I'm totally fine tried, with it. Do you try different ones? Yeah. I, I have, I, I do have a question though for, yeah, I haven't been at Coronado for a while. So, um, Coronado, what are your options to get to the parks? I know you had your car, but if you didn't have your car, you let, have let bus. people know what are your options it's only bus right it's only bus yep you have a bus that's what and, it was when i went okay so it's, and if you're staying changed. in the tower though um you go down and wait for a bus and as soon as you get picked up on the tower stop you go straight to your destination however when you come back from your destination you are the last stop for the bus yeah. uh, when you're returning so that's I don't a drawback in my opinion. I, I it's a, a huge drawback. drawback. I definitely agree. So uh, like on our Magic Kingdom day, it's it's kind of pointless to me to drive to Magic Kingdom because you have to either take the ferry or the monorail. So just take the bus. It lets you off at the front, and it was a drawback. So when we went, you know, we were the first. It was a full bus, but we got on, went straight to Magic Kingdom. We were there in you know, twelve minutes. It was right off. You know, picked us up. We were there. Boom, came so, back. It was longer. Out. Okay, so here's my thought. My thought is this: you, um, with I want you to think about the analogy between Beach Club and and uh, the um, Grandestino Tower. Grandestino Tower is gorgeous. Your room was gorgeous. I think uh, it's a beautiful place. You have probably the second best pool on park, and at least in my opinion. Um, uh, but you, but you also have you had an issue with Il Mercado. Not you didn't like that. Okay, if you had if you went to the Beach Club where you have the walking access, access to the skyline, et cetera, um, and, and the different restaurants that are available there in walking distance. Was the price difference, and I don't care about what the actual numbers are, but understanding your time versus convenience, is that amount of money worth it or not? I mean, because I always try to gauge that. I try to gauge on, should I spend the extra money or not? Is it worth my convenience? And I, sometimes I don't know, and I don't even know where that where that actual measure is. But yeah. from your opinion, knowing what you do, if you could go back and do it over again, again, I don't care about the – you don't have to tell anybody what right. the difference in price was. Right. But if you had to do it over again, knowing the couple things you did, um, what would you do? That's a, that's a great question, actually, because it's you're getting into kind of like this theory and like where's this measurement? Where's the bar at? Where do, Where's the slider scale, right? So where – 
where do you make the decision to jump and do this or or not? And I'll be honest, so I'll be I'll be very candid. We saved eight hundred dollars by going to Grand Casino over Beach Club. Yeah, then I then I then I think so that's that's it, that, that's that that's, that's why we did it. Yeah. Now I will say this though, based on El Mercado transportation, pool options, um, dining options, like I said, El Mercado, but dining options overall, amenity wise, walking distance to Epcot. If you can do it, I will say a hundred percent. Our trip would have been better. Not that our trip was bad. We had a great time, but our trip would have been better if we could have went at Beach Club. Well, okay. This is what I. This is a um, former boss of mine. His name is Alex. He he told me one time. He said it's always important to gauge, put a value on your time. If you're on a vacation or you're yeah, doing things. Right. If you, Always put a, a dollar amount on that. It's hard. Now, how do you figure this out, right? Right. What right. is? But you're on a vacation, um, and I, and I think that's always to me that's always important because sometimes we would drive all the way down versus fly, and then then I thought about it sometimes like how much is if it's very convenient and inexpensive for us to drive, we would drive all the time, right? Because it's sure. fun. I like to, I like to drive, but if we could get a flight that's in a really good price. Hey, guess what? We get an extra day out of the trip or something. That's right. But yeah. it all it always based it's always based on value. Very similar to very similar to this, I think the different prices between resorts are based on your time and what is how it, it's important to you. And everybody's different. And I have to tell you, probably different times of the year the prices change or vice versa. So you have to make that decision based on what's going on there. If you had but you didn't know. Right. Yeah. You didn't know if you're hindsight, but $800 is a lot to me. I think, I think it was, if it was 400, it's a no brainer. 500, you'd think about it. 800 is a lot though for yeah. that convenience. So to me, I don't, I don't know about that, where that level is, right. but I've had that discussion before sometimes about, you know, Hey, if we stay at the Swan and Dolphin, it's, it's, it's way cheaper. But if we spent a little bit money, more money and we stayed at Boardwalk or Beach Club or Vice or something like that, Yacht Club per se, which is not a DVC Yacht Club, um, look at all the extras we get. And then you have to try to gauge this out. Everybody has to do it differently, but it's something to think about. And very similar to yeah. Genie Plus, Genie Plus is, and this, is, I, I definitely want to hear your opinion of this one, because this is a very good one to me to, to understand. $15 per person. Okay. It's $30. Um, if you're there for a lot of days, it does add up. If you're there for like 10 days, you're talking $300. I mean, that's, that's a lot of money for a couple of days. It's not that bad, but is that worth it? And, how much time did it save you? It seemed to me like it saved you some good, good time at Magic Kingdom, but at Epcot, it really probably wasn't worth the value. Now uh, you just tell me, and, and with that same theory of my yep. time is valuable, so I was spending time in line is not a good use of my vacation. If you if you come and ask me if I'm standing in a line and it's a two hour line, and you came up to me and said, "Knock knock, hey, give me fifteen dollars," and you can you don't have to stand in line. Just about every time I'd give the fifteen dollars. Yeah, if it absolutely. was fifty dollars, I would have to think about it. Sure. Yeah. Right. So, yeah, what's yeah. your opinion there? Of that. So, based on my experience, just on these days alone, and how the crowds were, so you have to take all that into account. Magic Kingdom, a hundred percent worth it. I would say, on a scale from one to five, it was a five worth it. Uh, we we did probably four or five rides that. At the time that we booked our lightning lanes, instead of us waiting in the posted waits anywhere from 35 to 55 minutes, we skipped the lines of 
probably five rides. So Magic Kingdom, 100% worth it. Based on how the crowds were at Epcot that day, we only used Lightning Lane on Frozen and Test Track, which had really long waits, but Soren only had about a 25-minute wait. And so that was the only three rides we used Lightning Lanes on. So really, it would have been only useful for the two of them. So then I would say maybe a three and a half out of five on that scale, it was worth it. I'm still glad we did it because we skipped, you know, Frozen was like at 50 yes. minutes. Oh, Test yeah. Track That's was like at 60 minutes. So yes. We, so even those two for $15 to me might be worth sure. it, right? Yeah, I agree. Yep. I totally agree. So for those two days now, if it was a really busy day, you know, I would have used it on all the other ones, the seas, the land, spaceship earth, figment, I would have used it on everything, you know, and it would have definitely have been worth it. But because it wasn't a busy day on those, it was questionable, but I still think it was worth it. I do too. I, 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 biggest problem is still just with the app structure itself. If yeah, that has worked out, if that has all worked out, the glitches are worked out. If they have a very crystal clear booking and, and like canceling or mo if you can modify somehow coming up with that system where it's very, very clear, the, the nomenclature is very clear. If they fix all of that, it is a very good app, a very good experience. And I think it's totally worth it for the guest. Yeah. I'm glad. So in a, in a way, you know, I, I'm not, I'm not glad that you experienced this. So I don't want you to think that. Sure. I am oh, glad, I I am yeah, glad I that understand. you're saying this because I don't feel alone because I thought I was a very much of a prude about it because I do apps. I, part of what I do right. for my career is I do that design or I build and yeah. I have a lot of problems with the app and I have a lot of things. The functionality is there and it should be working good, but the drawbacks are big and that, you know, I always think that they rushed design or they rushed, they did something they rushed to get to market. And again, they probably were pressured. But yeah, they rushed right. to get to market without doing a good UI design, and it's paying right now. So I have a feeling they're going to redo it because they've done three iterations already. So I think they're going to do more, but I just feel that it's when you're on a vacation and you're relying on technology, you spend a lot of time. Now, again, I don't want to. I don't know what percentage of your time you were looking at your phone while you were walking around with your family. Oh, a lot. But yeah. it's large, right? And I, I mean, you were even like sending us group chat stuff, right? So you were on your phone a lot, and that's another thing is you can't be, you can't be more, you can't add to like, I think we're at our limits right now for technology. As far as we need to be able to experience these parks where we want to be able to look at things and see things and, and see, you know, see shows and things like that. We don't want to be digging into our phones all the time. If they make the app, so you have to do it more often, it's not going to be a good experience. And, so, and you know, a couple last thoughts. One, you know, this is just a good life mantra in general about being present in the moment. It's very important. You're on your family vacation to be present, engaged and active in the moment. There was one time in particular where, you know, Emily was struggling to do something with Ezra with a stroller, with a, you know, with a toy or picking him out of the stroller to go change. His something was happening. And I was focused on genie plus and to book a lightning lane. For like five minutes, I was trying to figure out what to do, figure out our schedule, figure out when to book this thing, figure out when it would be the best for us. And I'm not present in that moment helping her within this in this one time. Now, like I said, you know, we were there for many days. It's just this one time. Pretty much overall, everything else worked out. I was I was present. I was helping. You know, you know what I'm saying. But if 
you know, she was like, Hey, can, can you help? And I'm like, I, I can't really help. Like it's our, it's our window to book a lightning lane. I have to figure exactly, out what we want to do. Exactly. And I can't, I can't do that. So I was at a struggle. And so, you know, if there's something that is taking you away, which this is it, there's something that is taking you away from being able to be present and active in the moment, uh, which you didn't have that worry with fast pass plus you would book yours ahead of time before your trip at 30 or 60 days. And then when you got there, after you did your three experiences, of course you could do that one rolling fast pass all throughout well, the evening. But so then, yeah, but see, then I, I don't, I, I beg to differ there a little bit because I know people were out there being, being, being trying to, you know, looking, trying to figure out a way to get an extra fast pass, do all these different things. And they were, right. they were on their phone a lot. Step back yeah. to the paper ones, but the paper ones you were able to gauge that. But then, yeah, you, then sure. if your paper one got wet, then you had to run around the park a little bit right. to get your paper. So right. nothing's been flawless so far. But yeah. I just don't want—I just don't want us to get to a point where we're spending too much more time. Yeah, I agree. Because I'm there with—I'm there to spend my time with my family, and yep. guess what? It's not happening because I'm on my phone. Yeah, that's exactly right. You're on your phone a lot, and um, so, anyways. Um, just a couple last thoughts. Is I, I had a good time. People have said the magic's gone. The magic has to do with you. I will have to say that more than any trip I've done, I have noticed. I don't even know how to describe it. It was like something in the air with other guests. Um, I, I noticed a couple of uh, frustrated guests to cast member interactions. And then I will say maybe, I don't know, eight to nine interactions where the, the guest was not rude, but you could tell they were in a mood. Now, whether that mood was caused by whatever, you know, well, insert it was really problem hot. here. It was it, the really hot, the weather, the storms. You, you paid more than you ever have. Prices are up. You know, you finally get to Disney, and you're you're having a storm coming in. Like I know, there's a lot of stuff going on, and maybe your family, maybe you're going through something. Maybe you just had a, someone fell and they had to cut their knee. I know there's a lot of stuff that's going on, but I feel like maybe I was just in the that place at the right time on this trip to experience it more. But I really just felt like there was more irritation in the air, I guess is what I'm calling it, which has nothing to do with Disney, nothing to do with the cast members. It all has to do with the guests, which I think this is like my last statement. It's all about your per, your you know, perspective of the day and your motives going into every activity that you do. Um, your attitude can really make or break your day and, and your outlook can also make or break your experience and your trip overall. So is the magic gone? Absolutely not. We had a great time. It was a different trip for us. Um, it just was different in a lot of ways. You know, There's the storms, the that. heat, the, everything like that. But we still had a good time. Of course, I never regret going to Disney World. Um, and the magic was still there. But I did just notice a, a lot more. Something else, a positive I noticed, I noticed a lot of accents while I was there, which means a lot of international guests are able to return. A, a I, lot of the English accent, a lot of Hispanic accents, a lot of um, just different you know, dialects, accents, which me, which was a lot more than I've seen the last year and a year and a half when I've been, uh, you just didn't see that as much. So now we have a lot more international guests able to travel again, which is really awesome. I think uh, you had a very productive, I mean, believe it yeah, or not, it was hey, definitely productive. hey, it could have been a different trip than normal, but you know what? No, no two trips are the same. Sure. And yeah. I think for what you set out to do, you got, it was very, you know, with understanding what, you know, the situation and the rain and the heat, Yep. You you were very productive. You got a lot done. I'd I show agree. you. You got to think. I don't think. I don't. 
I don't know if a lot of other people, you know, with in the situations that you were in would have gotten that much done. So I think you did a pretty good job. Yeah, absolutely. So that's all I have though. Um, uh, you know, the, a successful trip, like you said, productive trip, different trip. I, I noticed a lot, just a lot of, um, points I made on topics that are, have been very hot button topics this this trip no, so they are they are but, you know you had a beautiful room you stayed at a beautiful hotel absolutely you had a you know like that that part you know you can't get you, that stuff you can't replace yep. um I, I i think you know guess what it was it was seemed to me like it was a great time i'm envious that you were there i'm I, i'm you know i'm listening i don't care hey you got caught in the rain we getting caught in the rain at disney is fine right i, I sure because yeah. you're there right right that's right so that's right it, it's i think you did it you, you had a great trip it seemed like it was great and um that's all. I mean, how how were your in laws? Did they did they like it? Yeah, oh yeah, they and they've been several times. Um, they've they enjoy going. Uh, so they enjoyed it. They we all had a great time. So like I said, no complaints. Good. We had an excellent trip. So I guess we'll end it here. Yeah. So we'll end it here. This is a long episode, but I think it's uh it's it's a good one. And a lot I, of good stuff. I really yeah. liked. You had a lot of good commentary here, and and uh, I'm glad you had a good time. And welcome back. Yes. Thank you, sir. So Spoonies, if you want to tr- travel along with us. Um, anytime we go to Disney or share stuff like that, you can go to our Facebook group, A Spoonful of Podcast, Spoonie Nation. I'm going to post some more pictures in there. I've only posted one. I'm going to post a lot more in there um, after this episode. Post in there so you can go kind of check out this trip visually that we were on. Um, Like I said, we did have a great time. So you can find us on Instagram as well, on Twitter. You can email us, info at aspoonfulofpodcast.com. Maybe you want to come on here and do a trip report from your trip. We would love that, especially if there was something interesting or cool or different about your trip that would be unique. We would love to hear about it, and we'd love to have you on. So that is no problem at all. Just send us an email, info at aspoonfulofpodcast.com, and we will definitely pick out a time that works for you, and we'll get you on for Do a Trip Report. Um, but, of course, without further ado, broadcasting from the backside of water. Until next time, see you then. Take care, everybody. Thank you for listening to A Spoonful of Podcast. You can find show notes, ways to follow us on social media, and all episodes on a aspoonfulofpodcast.com. Now that you've experienced the magic, it's time for the most dangerous part of our podcast, the return to civilization.